and welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I'm Drew. And if you are listening maybe for the first time, welcome to It's a Musical Podcast. Yes, this week's a little bit different. We are watching a musical that neither of us have seen. Yes, we are watching perhaps our first truly Christmas musical. Yeah. Obviously, Anna in the Apocalypse is a Christmas musical, but with a kind of zombie twist on it. Mm-hmm. And last week with Meet Me in St. Louis, big emphasis on Christmas. One of the most iconic Christmas songs ever comes from it. But I wouldn't say it's a definitive Christmas musical. No, I agree. We are going to watch a Christmas musical and we are going to watch one that kind of breaks the formula because neither of us have seen it. Mm-hmm. And that is Netflix's Dolly Parton produced christmas on the square yes now i guess the reason why i think it's important we cover it now is because we both are dying to watch this film mm-hmm. we're going to cover prom in two weeks as well and again it's because we want to watch these films and if i've seen them we won't be able to cover them so what better way to talk about them than by watching them as they're released i think of course now, I know nothing about this one other than it has Dolly Parton, the mm-hmm. hero 2020 needs, <laughs> and Christine Baranski. Yep. Is Christine Baranski reprising her role as Martha May Huvier? No, she is not. Okay, so I kind of thought this might have been an unofficial sequel to The Grinch. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Martha May used to be very Christmassy. She loved it and famously gets together with the Grinch after he successfully steals Christmas but gives it back because his heart grows two sizes. Sure. Now I was wondering if maybe actually their relationship didn't work out and she she's grown to this town. <laughs> she's grown to hate Christmas because, you know, Christmas reminds her of the Grinch. Yeah. Cause it's safe to say from the trailers, she's a bit of a Grinch in this one. So far as I'm aware, yes. I, I know a little bit more about the plot than you do, because obviously I do the research. Yes. Day. I don't know how you do that when it's something we've not seen. I know you like spoilers a heck of a lot more than me. I know. And we could have a whole episode talking about that. Oh, God. But. <laughs> so you know a little bit more about the plot than me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I am. Not enough. Yeah. To explain to you the plot of this film. Yeah. But yeah, I know some. Obviously, I don't expect this to be a spin-off to The Grinch. I, I'm sure this is a completely mm-hmm. different license. Yes. I don't want you thinking that's my official guess. Okay. I, I, I reckon by the end of this, she's going to go through some kind of It's a Wonderful Life slash Christmas Carol type experience. Dolly Parton's an angel mm-hmm. and Christine Baranski will go through a Christmas-loving metamorphosis. Sure. She will go in a Christmas-hating caterpillar mm-hmm. and she will come out a beautiful Christmas-themed butterfly. Yeah. Maybe with the, the red wings that look like poncietta plants. Mm-hmm. So. So what's the plot of every bad Christmas movie ever? Well, it depends on what you define as a bad Christmas Hallmark movie. Christmas movie. Romance. Okay, but like, what's the plot? What happens in all of those films? Well, there's somebody who hates Christmas but grows to love it because they're reminded of Christmas from their youth. Yeah. Mostly because they find somebody that they fall in love with. Or. Or. Or, you know, businesswoman has to go back to her small town, Christmas town. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
See, which is where I think this film's going. We both have very different desires for our Christmas films. Mm -hmm. That's become clear living together this year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To you, what is the best Christmas film? What do you want from a Christmas film? My favourite Christmas film is Nativity. Okay, same. I I love Nativity. Yeah. I feel like that has everything I want in a Christmas film. It's a musical. Mm -hmm. It's got a romance plot line. It's got some nice character development and growth from a male character for once, which is really nice to see. And I just enjoy it. And it's cosy. And also I think it's more about the spirit of Christmas than a lot of Christmas films are controversially i i thought you were going to say something very different and i agree with you you but... thought i was going to say christmas prince well i thought you were going to say along <laughs> the lines of the christmas prince because the majority of the christmas films you have said you like or want to watch are these cheesy hallmark christmas films. yeah that's what i want from christmas i agree 100 percent. nativity is brilliant mm-hmm. and it's like started very underrated because it's this little british film that could and yeah. it is very much like the british primary school experience like Mm -hmm. i think it's it's amazing to have such a big film on such a small locale i love it but if we can't talk about nativity you'll be watching the the christmas Christmas prince Prince series yeah but which if you haven't watched those they're on netflix they're amazing go and give it a go they're not masterpieces but it's cheesy rom-com time of year that's what you want yeah. from a Christmas film is you want a cheesy rom-com whereas for me mm. I like Christmas films to have Santa in or to be about like I don't know the Santa Claus trilogy of films yes they're garbage but they are about Father Christmas mm-hmm. I like Jingle All The Way I know you hate that film but I, I like I not like that film no these are the Christmas films I really like you know yeah and for me, a Christmas film doesn't have to be about romance. It just has to be festive fun, like Elf. The romance in Elf isn't important to me. And we'll talk about that next week, potentially. Obviously, I love Die Hard. Yeah. But it is a Christmas film. I'm not going to try and, and say it's not to me. I will always argue it's a Christmas film. However, the plot of Die Hard could be applied any time of year same for iron man 3 no can't and this is the only reason that i agree with you that die hard is a christmas film actually it has got die hard cannot happen because it's not christmas because they need all these different agencies one yeah so you're right it has to be at christmas whereas iron man 3 is set at christmas but doesn't need to be set doesn't need to be set at christmas so for me a good christmas film it has to be set at christmas Mm. and christmas prince with all due respect could be any kind of rom-com any time of year it doesn't need to be christmas no it i enjoyed it it was trashy but you know that's what i want from a christmas film and by the looks of this this film has to be set at christmas yeah and that's what i want mm-hmm. yeah i agree so obviously we have dolly parton christine baranski yes yep we also have jennifer lewis who incidentally played one of the backup singers for Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act. Very cool. Yep. And also Treat Williams, who was in the TV adaptation of The Streetcar Named Desire. Cool. I, that's the only thing I I know him from. Yeah. But yeah, a very nice, exciting cast that look very good. 
Yeah, I I saw the trailer for this when it went on Netflix, and it mm-hmm. does look like musical fun. Yes, it does. It's all the music's obviously written by Dolly Parton. Yes, and she has experience with musicals. Yeah. So I don't know how involved she is in Nine to Five. Mm-hmm. I d- I don't know how big her involvement is, but obviously it is. Nine to Five. She worked on the musical. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because yeah. that's a jukebox musical using her songs. Not entirely. Not entirely. Are there no, non-Dolly Parton songs in it? No, no. There's Dolly Parton songs in it that aren't Dolly Parton songs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because she spent a lot of her career writing songs for other people. Yes. And she has a lot of time for musicals. Yeah. So she hops aboard the musical train all the time. That's cool. At some point, we're going to watch The Best Little Whore House in Texas. Which, which she is did. Yes. Her musical. And she's amazing. Um, is she in I, that one as well? Yeah, cool. I'd love to take you to see Nine to Five. You'd have a great time. I I would 9 love to, 5. to watch Nine to Five. I have a lot of time for Dolly Parton. I mm, think her same. songs are brilliant. I remember a few years ago, watching a live stream on the beach of her at Glastonbury, <laughs> cool. and everyone just was singing along to Nine to Five and Jolene, yeah. and she's got a great voice and genuinely seems like the most amazing human on the planet sometimes mm-hmm. if if anyone was going to be a guardian angel i could so see dolly parton mm-hmm. and if i if i ever have meet my guardian angel i'm going to be so devastated if it's not dolly parton there's a movie i can't remember what movie it is yes but there's a movie where this person dies and they go to heaven and the god that they meet looks like whoopi goldberg yeah. And in this film, Whoopi Goldberg as God says, I look like what you want me to look like. And the person who's dead is like, but you look like Whoopi Goldberg. And she's like, well, yeah, I guess that's what you want me to look like or what you think I look like. So yeah. I like the idea that you could just like have yeah. Dolly Parton. My guardian angel just take on the form of Dolly Parton yeah. or Jack Black. Why not? <laughs> oh, I don't know which would be better. That's awesome. Dolly Parton will be calming me down, mm-hmm. speaking in, in her beautiful voice and just very, like, caring. And Jack Black will be like, come on, let's go raise some hell. Yeah. Like, he'll give me some pizzazz to get through whatever I'm, troubles I'm facing. I literally love her so much. So how long has she been working on Christmas on the Square? Was this very much a lockdown kind of project that gained momentum or has this been in the works for longer? No, it's been in the works for a while. A lot, a couple of the songs, so the actual song, Christmas on the Square, was written a while ago, okay. like within the last five years, but not for this film. But she was thinking about making this movie for a while before it actually came out. Cool. Yeah, which is good. Do you want to guess how many songs there are on the soundtrack for this film? 19. 25. Oh, cool. I know, this well, is a okay. full musical. So that's why... Because this was released mm-hmm. with the intention that each day of Advent you would choose a different song to listen to. Sure. 25 days of Advent, 25 mm-hmm. Dolly Parton songs. Yeah. That's my theory. Mm. My There's hot take. overture cool. in this, which we love an overture. This is going to be like a love letter to classic Hollywood musicals, I think. Yeah. Like including an overture in this way. I just think it's amazing that there are 25 songs on this soundtrack 
couple of them are reprises, which obviously, in true musical fashion... I think a good musical needs to have a reprise. But this is my issue with a lot of movie musicals, is that they cut down on the songs for yeah. no discernible reason. It's my main issue with Frozen, mm. is that the last song in Frozen is Fixer Upper, which happens so far before the end of the film we need a finale and i, I would agree feel... with the last song in frozen 2 being the next right step yeah how depressing is that yeah i, f- I feel frozen's never ended with like a good song like i love fixer up and i love the next right step but you kind of want a big climatic yeah which is obviously what they've done for the music yeah because but... like, you could you'd have the brilliant opportunity for a let it go reprise with like elsa finally being accepted and mm-hmm. happy and i don't know what you could have as a reprise you could have the i'm gonna make it right baby i like the deleted songs more than yeah. I like the songs. but you're right time. like why why kind of cut back on some of these songs yeah and i think it comes down to a lot of new musicals not really knowing how to put songs into these big finale scenes mm. because the way that we view a finale has changed so much in yeah. movie musicals because we originally, obviously, a lot of the musicals we've watched together have nice sort of quiet endings. It's not often that I praise The Greatest Showman, but I do think it ends with two good songs in the fact it does have From Now On, which starts slow and builds really triumphantly. And then we go into The Greatest Show Reprise, where Zac Efron takes over. Now, I think that that is a good ending. it's a well-rounded ending yeah with good music at the end like Mm. i feel like within a lot of faults in that film it at least ends well yeah it's one of my things with moulin rouge obviously i haven't seen the stage show yeah i've listened to the soundtrack and obviously i've seen the film a bajillion times Mm -hmm. first film we watched in lockdown i think yeah but when i heard that they were making the stage show of it i thought i'm not sure whether i'm going to like this or not because I really like that Moulin Rouge ends quietly because it has to, to get the impact of what's happened. But the stage show has obviously the bows and you can't do quiet bows. So they crank no. up the music again and we have a fun party during the bows and I'm not about that. <laughs> no, I feel like sometimes it's good to break the mold and that's what I love about Moulin Rouge is you do end with the greatest thing. Yeah, we have to understand how tragic this is. Because it's such, like, it's the antithesis of what these films usually are about mm. and that's the beauty of of it. You know, Baz Luhrmann with his, you know, trilogy of films, you know, he had his, his Strictly Ballroom, he had Romeo and Juliet being Shakespeare and then he had Moulin Rouge being these big, yeah movie musicals like they were a trilogy of the classic arts yeah and absolute brilliant designers he tried to reinvent each of them to make them the opposite of what they should be Mm. yeah i really hope this has a good ending song like you say modern musicals struggle with that obviously i'm i'm looking at the soundtrack list right now and based on what i can see it does look good cool i'm excited I, yeah. I feel like I say that a lot recently, but I'm I'm excited for this one. Mm. Christine well, Baranski has been an a really popular figure on this show. She's obviously cropped so up on Into the Woods very early on. Yeah. In Mamma Mia mm-hmm. and Mamma Mia Two, she was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And in Chicago. Yep. She's been one of the most consistent performers on this podcast, along with Rob Marshall, funnily yeah. enough. She's also in Trolls. 
Yeah. Yep. And I really love her in The Grinch, and I really love her in The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, me too. So I think it's time mm-hmm. that we pop onto Netflix. Yep. And we head down to enjoy us a nice Christmas on the square. Yes, indeed. We will be back after Dolly Parton has saved our Christmas. Christmas is a time for caring and being at your best. Christmas is a time for sharing, knowing you've been blessed. Christmas is a time for giving, love is made of this. That's what Christmas is. And we are back. And what happened then? Well, in Squareville, they say that Regina's small heart grew three sizes that day. Yeah, that is basically the plot of this show. It is, isn't it? I I love me some Dr. Zeus and I love me some Grinch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've had a really good mix of the Grinch and Christmas Carol. Yeah, this is Grinchmas Carol. Yeah, absolutely. This is probably... Can you be proud of me for that pun? Yes, well done, darling. Thank you. This is probably a better Grinch musical than the one that Matthew Morrison is in. We haven't watched that yet. I mean, it's better just for the fact that Kristen Baranski's here. But yes. we will watch the Grinchmas musical. You know it's here December 20th. Yeah. So we'll have to watch it. So that'll save it for next year. Do you want to <laughs> hold on to that for any longer than we need to? Her name is Regina. Yeah. I love a good Regina redemption arc, but this is basically Once Upon a Time. Yeah, so you commented that a few times while we were watching this, yeah. and I started to see it more and more as we were going through this. Do you want me to go through my Once Upon a Time-isms now, or shall I just, just mention them, them when they crop up? Just drop them in as we go through, yeah. I think that distracted me from the offset. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You hear she's Regina, you know she's going to have a redemption. I'm thinking, great, this is... Regina, the Wicked However, Queen. we knew in advance this wasn't going to be some great work of art. This is a cheesy, like, bad but good Christmas movie, and that's what I'm here for. No, and I agree, but I did check out a little bit from the offset Okay. as a result of her being Regina Fuller. Mm. I'm going to say this now. If you haven't watched this yet, Please go and and watch it. It's good. You'll enjoy it. It's good fun. But a lot of what we're going to say probably isn't going to make a whole lot of sense. No. And I guess more so than ever, because this is the newest musical we have covered. Mm. Spoiler warnings. Yeah. I don't feel so bad about talking about Phantom. Like, if you're like me and you haven't seen it by this point, you kind of deserve to have it spoiled. Well, and also I feel like everyone knows the big beats of Phantom. Yeah. Like, you, you get the idea. Everyone knows the chandelier falls. Like, well, I didn't. I mean... <laughs> I know, I can't believe you didn't. But, yeah, this is one where it's obviously the Christmas season. This came out mid-November. You might not have had a chance to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't watched it yet, pause. I mean, maybe you should have clicked pause at the interval and watched it. Yeah. But... 
you know. But if you're a person like me who likes spoilers and likes to hear other people's opinions before they watch something, then welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome to It's a Musical Podcast. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Welcome Christmas on the square. Yeah, so we love Christine Baranski on this podcast. Yeah. One day we will be famous enough to have her on this podcast. Oh my God, could you imagine? So I was thinking, I don't think she's actually been an MVP yet, officially. She was mine in Mamma Mia. Was she yours in Mamma Mia? I don't think she was mine yet. So maybe this will change it. Maybe. There's some tough competition. Between her and Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So before we do get going, actually, I read something last night that I wanted to share with you. Sure. We were talking about how Dolly Parton is the hero that 2020 needs. Yep. She is our angel. Yeah. She actually saved a child actor's life on the set of this film. Yes. So I read a, about this. For those of you who have not read this, a child actor has said that she nearly died. She was nearly hit by a car. She was on set at the hot chocolate station. They said, go back to your beginning positions. So there was a vehicle moving and I was walking and then somebody grabbed me and pulled me back. And I looked up and it was Dolly Parton. Excellent. She said she was in shock at the instant and she heard Parton tell her, well, I am an angel, you know, referring to her role in the film. Hilarious. She hugged me and shook me and said, I saved your life. And my mum was crying like, yes, you did, Dolly Parton. Yes, you did. Wait. There's only one car in this film. <laughs> did Christine Baranski method act this? Yeah. No, there's only one car in this film, and it's either driven by Christine Baranski or Christine Baranski's assistant. By Felicity. Yeah, and there's two scenes where they're in the square, which is where the children are, which means either Felicity or Christine Baranski tried to run I can imagine child. that Christine Baranski has done this as, like, a prank, like, method. You know sure. how, like, some people go full method, and they want these children to be scared when they walk around? She's probably done that. I, I don't think actors always drive the cars in these things, though. Like sometimes it's someone no, else drives No, I doubt on the shot that it yeah. is. But... but I don't think it was a car moving. Though. I think it was they were, someone was moving it to get from A to B. So I oh, like... they were moving it back. Yeah, because they the hadn't started filming position. yet. Right. But still, yeah, Dolly Parton, you continue to be the gift this mm-hmm. world needs. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of shout her out yes, before we talk about this, in case yeah. you know we have some less than favorable things to say. We need to remember that Dolly Parton is a hero. Yeah. And we love her. Yeah. So we open in the best way physically possible with an overture over the top of some beautiful watercolour paintings. Yes. Which is how every musical should open. The overture is beautiful. It does feel like a real throwback. Like this doesn't feel like we're watching a Christmas film that was released in 2020. This feels like a classic Christmas film. Yeah, absolutely. And continuing from my trend of last week with Meet Me in St. Louis. Mm hmm. We get picture transitions. Yes. Oh. The picture comes to life and goes from being a watercolour to the real scene. That and we it's a on. good watercolour. Mm. I mean, who knows if it's an actual painting or if they just like CGI'd it based on the final image. But yeah. I really liked it. I will say, if you like your Christmas movies to feel like they're set in a real and immersive world, this is not for you. This no. feels like it was on a set. Oh, and yeah. a, like a very small closed soundstage, which is great. And At it times, works. this looks like Cinderella did. Yeah. The Disney version that we watched yeah. back Wonderful for episode six. Mm-hmm. It does feel very... Wow. I know. <laughs> it's 
31 weeks ago. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> but it, it does look kind of tacky, but it's that made-for-TV Christmas film. So yeah. I liked it. I think it had that quaint charm. Mm. For, it works with Christmas film. Any other time of year, maybe I'd call it out like I did Cinderella, where it's just like, it doesn't look real. And along the same vein as Cinderella, all of the songs in this film are actually happening. Yes. And everybody is aware that they're in a musical. Yeah. Which is great. I love it. Yeah, it feels that way. We start with Christmas Ease. Mm-hmm. And again, continuing the trend of Cinderella, the godmother effect yeah. to CGI homeless Dolly is weird. It took it's us so a moment weird. to kind of twig. Is she there? Have they just filmed her differently and then superimposed her on? But no, she's there. She's They've there. just made her glow. It's the sparkles that make it look like she's not actually there. Mm-hmm. I think we did keep going, ah, whenever yeah, she shows she up. Appeared. But yeah. So yeah. so this song is called Christmas Is slash Christmas on the Square slash Gotta Get Out slash Maybe Just Maybe slash So Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of different ones Because here. there are a lot of different voices happening. So there's a few things that I picked up on what Christmas is. Sure. Dogs in costumes. Excellent. Thermal underwear. Mm-hmm. Christmas lights and snowball fights. That's what Christmas is. Excellent. A few things that I picked up on. That's what this town views Christmas. sounds like Christmas to me. Those dogs were adorable in their so little great. costumes. <laughs> they had little tinsel collars on. The the dancing for this is very cute. Like the way everyone comes together and everyone's having a great Christmas. And then suddenly we get dangerous Avenger-esque music. Yeah. As Christine Baranski rolls onto the square. And I feel like everyone's going to start singing. When a cold wind blows, it chills you. Chills, chills you to, to the bone. bone. <laughs> yeah. Because Christine Baranski is essentially Scrooge. Yeah, and she... Shows up, ruins everyone's fun. She has to get out of this town. Yep. I figure she probably needs to go to Greece. Yes, I think she deserves a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go I feel like this is what Tanya's doing when... Absolutely. Yeah, this is Tanya's secret life. Yeah. We do get our first scandal of the show, of the film. Yeah. No figs in a figgy pudding. (gasps) This guy, the postman... Yeah. ...is horrible. Yeah. He's like a gossipy horrible middle-aged man who just wants to go around causing problems for everyone he doesn't have as much kind of depth or anything like he just kind of shows up every once in a while but at times i was like he's very jiminy cricket yeah once upon a time and he sounds like him too yeah it just he doesn't serve a greater purpose like jiminy does other than being just a rude man yeah yeah he's like oh did you hear the gossip this lady didn't put figs in her figgy pudding let's kick her off the square yeah, but then he's like, oh, but you didn't hear it from me. And then he says that to a couple of people throughout this yeah. film. And it's like, who are you? Go away. Well, the postman always delivers good gossip. Sure. He doesn't need to. Nobody seems to want gossip in this town. Yeah. So I, I do like that we're cutting back and forth. We get kind of the, the crux of the problem here. Mm-hmm. She is going to serve eviction notices on Christmas. To the entire town. Because she owns the town i think we should rename her christina buinski buransky buransky that's terrible it is terrible we cut to pastor christian yeah and his wife Mm -hmm. and we learn that they want a baby but they can't have a baby Mm -hmm. i really hope that that eggnog is non-alcoholic 
otherwise the IVF may not work. I always wonder about eggnog because I've had an eggnog latte once or twice this Christmas season. Mm. Why would you want alcoholic eggnog? Because it's basically just milk. I don't understand eggnog at all. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. I've never quite understood it. Oh, here's a weird thing I meant to say at the beginning. Christine Baranski isn't second billing. She's not even third, fourth, no, fifth. She's, she's like sixth or seventh billing. She's the last person they, they, they bill. Yeah. Which is very weird. And it's with Christine Baranski as Regina, mm. which normally you do that as like special guest yeah it's who, almost like who's like a side character could you imagine if the opening of this is like regina gets hit by a car and that's it and she's, she's not done. in it anymore yeah drew barrymore style yeah this proper scream style and this becomes a christmas horror there's i, I like felicity she becomes instantly relatable and likable because she's this kind of clumsy nervous assistant yeah and brings like light to the encounters at the start that are quite like nasty mm. We, we learned that Regina's father died six months ago, which is a really important plot point. Yeah. But then Felicity says to Pastor Christian, Merry Christian, Pastor Christmas. Yeah, that's hilarious. I just said it's a good job he's not a father, isn't it? Because mm. I don't know why some uh, reverends are fathers. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned and some are pastors. So I don't know what the difference is. But that would have been a really fun line if she said, Merry Christian, Father Christmas. It would have been Boo. very fun. <laughs> There's so much exposition in this song. Like, it's a really good job at building the world. Like, you feel like you know all these characters and kind of all the different drama that's going on. Mm. So we meet Regina's best friend since birth, the mayor of this town, Jean Valjean. The previous mayor of this town? Because she's not the mayor anymore, no, is she? No, but she was a former mayor, which... Yeah. Her name is Marjolene. Marjolene. I'm trying to make it... Marjolaine Valjean. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'll do. Marge she's Valjean. Lovely. She's played by Jennifer Lewis and she is the only character with any sense in this whole show. <laughs> she's great as well. Like, yeah. absolutely fantastic voice. She says you are not George Bailey. There are a lot of brilliant mm. It's a Wonderful Life jokes yeah. in here. There's a Clarence joke later, which yeah, is my Yeah, there's so one. many good, wonderful... Again, this is Christmas Carol meets The Grinch meets It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. it's, it's taken a lot from different festive favourites. Yeah. And... Which I appreciate in, in like, a spoofy yeah, kind of way. Absolutely. So, there's too many old memories in this town. Yeah. So, screw this town. I'm going to knock it down and build a mall. Yeah, there's, not her personally. There's something bad that has happened to Regina. Mm -hmm. And she harbours resentment to Specifically this town. Yeah, yeah, as a result. She is Scrooge. She looks in the window of the pawn shop. Mm -hmm. The weird memory shop. It's basically a yeah, pawn shop. It's, yeah, it is a pawn shop. It's like a second-hand store. Yeah. But it used to be the general store. And he sells like sweets and things. Yeah, but store. he also has memories. But Regina looks in the window and she sees young her with young owner of this store. Very Scrooge. Yeah. At like Fezziwig's Christmas party. which Instant yeah. memories. Yeah. So she turns and she meets Dolly Parton. Yes, she does. <laughs> and she says... Who at this point is a homeless person. And Regina tells her, this is the first time I've ever seen a homeless person on this square. What a great employment rate this this town has. 
well, that's kind of the point of this town. But my favorite bit is Dolly Parton replies, well, you're about to see a whole lot more of them because yeah. you just made everyone homeless. I'm going to get my change. Works on two levels. Great yeah. word to play. Yeah, because she has a box that says change on the front of it. Yeah. So Regina drives off back to her house in the mountains. Oh my God. And the shot that they show literally just looks like Mount, is it Scrumpet? Crumpet. Mount Crumpet yeah. in The Grinch. Oh yeah, she absolutely is. She 100% lives up on Mount Crumpet yeah. and is angry at everyone. And her house has this incredible like balcony porch. Yeah. That looks like a lighthouse and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So the townsfolk have put up a big resist Regina sign hmm. on the church. On the church of all places. I thought churches were supposed to be free from political statements. No. But when has that ever been true? They say I think she can see it from space. Yeah, do you think she can see it from her house? Well, I think she could see it from space. This pastor isn't very nice. It's it's not that big a sign, but then men historically are known to have difficulties when it comes to size accuracy. Yeah. So, yeah, the I have real issues with his character. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a specific song. Mm. But his wife, Janice, just seems like a nice human being. Yeah. And she's like the only person who doesn't seem to harbour any real ill will against Did you Regina. catch what the wife's name was? Jenna. Yeah. Right, so we go to you. And he comes across like a good hubby. Mm-hmm. And, and this song was cute. I yeah, they sing about pie. Yeah. This isn't my favourite song about pie featuring a Jenna. Jenna. But, like, cool. Mm. So she says, now enough about pie. And I say, no, sing more about Please pie. More about I pie. like songs about pie. Yeah, they that song's really cute because yeah. she is actually singing the lower mm. part of that song and he's singing you the You said part. you really liked mm. seeing a song where those, those roles were, were swapped. Yeah, and he's singing the emotional part. Yeah. Like, he's singing about his emotions and his feelings and she's the grounded one. Yeah. Which is nice to see. There's a really nice line where he sings, You are so beautiful inside. And out. And out. <laughs> but there's a pause. Yeah. And it's not meant to be like disingenuous. It's just the way the song builds. But you're like, I'm so glad he added and out. <sighs> Definitely. But Regina, who lived just north of Squareville, did not. Yep. So, yeah, we've seen her house on the mansion. And it is like she is the Grinch just north of Whoville. Yeah. She's very, very stubborn. Not even the threat of God phases her. People okay. are like the big guy. You're going to be struck by lightning. And she's like, and? Yeah. So she, when she served her friend Marjolaine with the eviction papers. <laughs> Don't forget, we've got an appointment tomorrow to do my yeah. hair. She, she serves her eviction notice to her hairdresser's salon. And is like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow though to do my hair. Yeah. And then when she shows up, she's like, oh, you're late. I wouldn't. I would maybe wait until I'd had my hair done to evict someone. Yeah. Like, because I feel like you're not going to get the haircut you want. And Regina doesn't. No. So we get Queen of Mean. Mm-hmm. When you told me this song, I originally just wrote Queen of Me. Oh. As in, like, you ain't the Queen of Me. Oh, I see. But she's the Queen of Mean. So if the she's Grinch the is a mean one, she is the Queen of Mean. Mm-hmm. The Grinch is trumped by Regina. Hairdressing to music must be so tough. So, like, the music goes and she's brushing the hair 
in time with the music, which is great. And then she picks up the hair and she cuts it and snips in time to the music. That must be so difficult to actually do as a hairdresser. I think it's kind of like not the best use of your time. What, singing and cutting hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, rules of musicals, don't go to a hairdresser if you're worried a big song and dance number. Could you imagine, right, guy who didn't like musicals, you sat there having your hair done. Mm-hmm. And suddenly a big musical starts and suddenly everything's on hold as this guy's just doing your hair. And you're like, seriously, I've got to be at the office in 20 minutes. And the guy's just taking forever on everything because he's singing and dancing and cutting it's your hair. It's the same thing in Legally Blonde. When they're in the hairdressers at the end and they go from the hairdressers to the court case. Yeah. Was Vivian just sat having her hair done 20 minutes before she needs to be at court? Like, yeah. Probably. <laughs> musical rules are different to real people rules. Regina finally becomes the Grinch mm-hmm. because she has a Grinch green face mask applied. She's not just getting it's her incredible. hair cut. This is a whole spa treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny because we do know that Martha May Huvier loves all the cards at Christmas. The reds, the greens. Yeah. But there's some really good sassy comebacks. So Margarine is all like... <laughs> Margarine. Margeline. Margeline is all like... <laughs> This is a bad thing. And Regina says, I don't need a needle to get my ears pierced. And like, she has all these great sassy comebacks. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. It's so good. And their interplay, like, even though arguably at this point you've got villain with maybe hero back back and forth, Mm. it doesn't feel vicious like it usually does. This is just kind of, you'd imagine their relationship has always been like this. Yeah. And I liked it. It was really good. They are singing about the wrong Regina. There's another queen who's meaner, I would say. Yeah. So she sabotages the haircut. Yeah. Well, I feel she like... doesn't. She cuts her hair and washes it and she's just doing a blowout at the end. And then she's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She messes it up and leaves it upright at the end and then leaves. And, and Regina just turns goes, oh my God. Yeah. And then when we see, we cut to the next scene and it's fine. She's yeah, she's just brushed it, it out. Right. So at this point, I realise Pastor Christian, his initials are PC. He's Prince Charming. He's Prince Charming. And Jenna, her skin. Snow White. Is Snow White. And she has black hair. Yep. And she's the only nice character. Yep. So more Once Upon a Time references, it is Regina versus Prince Charming mm-hmm. and Snow White. And it's ironic that Snow White is Regina's stepdaughter. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Spoilers. Spoilers. I wrote that note, but I don't even remember what they were saying. I got more interested in the fact that at this point, I was like, oh my God, this is more once upon a time. Like I say, I phased out. But we do go and we meet Carl. Mm -hmm. And Carl, we understand from the previous song, The Queen of Mean, is her teenage sweetheart. Yeah, her high school sweetheart who is now the owner of the general store slash pawn shop slash secondhand store. Now, I will say, as an actor, he looks so much older than Regina. I think that's just Christine Baranski, though. Agreed. She looks fantastic and phenomenal for her age. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe they're the same age. That's fair enough. I I just, I can't believe it because he looks so much older. Like, he's got... 10 years on her 
Well, so he was born in 1951. Yep. And she was born in 1952. So they're similar ages. So they're literally the same age. Okay, so at least they cast somebody who's a similar age, but he just mm-hmm. looks older. Yeah. Not that I'm criticising. Like, the last thing I want to do is age shame someone. No, no, but Christine Baranski has looked the same forever. Yeah, she looks good in this. and mm. She not... looks the same in this as she did in Chicago yeah. and Mamma Mia. Like, yeah, um... she looks phenomenal. We need to talk. Not a fun fa- phrase, apparently. We need to talk is never a fun phrase. The fact that you just said we need to talk out of nowhere actually made me uncomfortable. So. <laughs> no, but I like that he addresses it. Like, Regina goes, we need to talk. And he says, that's never a fun phrase. Mm. He still thinks about that night. What night? Silent night. night? Christmas night. Holy night? Boo. But yes, we, we find out there is some history here. Yes. He is obviously the boy that was in her flashback before. Yeah. And he says to her, what happened to the girl I knew? Where is the girl I knew? Hmm. Which I always find kind of irritating in films when people are like, what happened to the version of you that I knew? It's like, people change. No, it's true. He's got a really great shirt on as well. I did not notice. I liked his costume. It looked festive. It's like kind of check. It's like a Christmassy tartan. Yeah. Yeah. He's Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, he is. He's Mr. Gold Mm. running the pawn shop. Yeah. It's another kind of once upon a time reference. I thought that as well when we were watching it. And, you know, we get the, the nice sassy Regina and uh, Rumpelstiltskin kind of, ha-ha. And because these these treasures have sentimental value, it very much feels like what Rumpelstiltskin did, where, you know, his pawn shop was filled with all these things from fairy tale land that had more meaning, and he knew that these meanings were there. Yeah, so Carl sings Keeper of Memories. Memories are priceless. Which is essentially, Regina says to him... This used to be a general store. Now you just have it filled with other people's stuff mm. that nobody's going to buy. So yeah. I don't know why you keep it. And he says he's the keeper of memories and that all of these things hold memory and that even if you buy them from him, you're not going to get the memory that comes with them. Which for me feels like a real con. I'm buying this item. Damn it, I want the memory that comes yeah. with it. But he has a bunch of her father's stuff in there that was sold off after he died. Most notably, a prototype lantern. Yep. And amongst other things, the tea set of a girl, a child who died of cancer. Which is just a really weird thing to reference, considering yeah. we know nothing. We don't know enough about this t- this town or these town people to understand this. Yeah. I started to wonder during this song if he was going to have some kind of magic associated with him because we hadn't seen him on eviction day when she was serving the papers. We saw him leave the shop in the morning. But I felt like, obviously, plot-wise, get her in there to have a conversation with him after kind of the reactions, fine. Mm. But like talking about memories and he's a keeper of memories, it kind of felt like, is he going to have some kind of magic about him? Yeah. No, he kind of goes nowhere as a character. No, he's really not important. No. He's which only act- here to let us learn about Christine Bransky's backstory. Actually, though, could have gone a completely different way. And I like that. I do like songs like this where it is just someone stood singing. 
don't get me wrong, I love the extravagant choreography and I love big numbers. So I'm going to show you at some point. Yeah. There is a, a YouTube video where a singer has made a spoof song called The Song That The Old Man Sings. Oh, you've shown me it already. Yeah, and this is exactly that. Yes. Yeah. You know, he kind of just stands there and he sings and then maybe he'll pick something up mm. and then he'll carry on singing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's that song. Take it from an old man. Yeah. See, that one's different. Because he's actually dancing. Because that's actually that. relevant. Yeah. yeah. And this one's kind of relevant because he's kind of like, not just of these physical memories, but I still have the memories of us. Mm-hmm. Even if you've lost them. So she steps out the, the, the store and we get a big, ah! Yep. Because Dolly's back. Yes, indeed. I'm going to get change out of you one way or another. Mm-hmm. It's funny because she's holding a box that says change. Yes. But she doesn't mean money because no. angels don't need money. She means change your ways. Just like Marley and Marley. Yep. (laughs) Change, Scrooge. As she's driving, Mm -hmm. she's noticed there's always resist Regina signs on her car. Really clever way of getting them off, just winding the windows down. And then one of them flies off and lands back in her face. So so Dolly Parton magics one that lands against her face. So when she breaks the car hard... And the doctor comes to check mm-hmm. on her. It's not there anymore. Yeah. And it's not even in the car. And she's panicking because she thinks it's her brain tumor. Well, she doesn't know about that yet. Well, she thinks she's, she's a- crazy. Yeah, but she's about to learn that there was a shadow on her brain. When yeah, they looked on her MRI. For yeah. in the physical. So the doctor says, come back. Now, at this point, I'm thinking there's a shadow on her brain. Is Dolly the brain tumor? Mm. Wow. That changed. Holiday hijinks to quite serious medical drama. I didn't know we were watching Chicago Med. Yeah. I wish. Felicity's really sweet. I really like her constant nervousness. Mm -hmm. So Regina's got back home. Yeah. And there's this big contract on the table in front. And Felicity's like, I put it there. And she goes, I would never have found it. No, I didn't think you would. So I put it there. And you're, you're joking with me, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. She's so cute. Yeah. This actress, her name is Janine Mason. She actually won So You Think You Can Dance. Cool. Yeah. And then out of her dancing career, became an actor. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. I remember that they had like these fairy plush dolls called Felicity Wishes. And my nan loved them. And it was like this, this little angel, this little fairy called Felicity and i like that we have this character felicity it made me nostalgic yeah it was just apropos of nothing mm-hmm. but so regina retires for the night yeah and it feels so christmas carol because the lights aren't working she sat in darkness and then she turns ah mm-hmm. dolly's back and she's sitting on a cloud. Yeah. She, <laughs> when she appears, she's like, need a light? <laughs> and she lights up the room. And yep. it's brilliant. Very heavenly. Mm. I I love this. We now know that Dolly is, in fact, an angel. Yes. And Regina's instinct is, oh, my God, I have a brain tumour. Yeah. I'm going crazy. You're a hallucination. And she makes the joke about leaving this town and being held hostage 
And Dolly Sass is great. She says, given the way you've treated people, nobody would pay your ransom. Yeah. There's no point in kidnapping you because why would anybody, like no one would care. Who yeah. would mind? I love that she says the bit about her brain tumour being like, oh my God, you're my brain tumour. Yeah. Is the, there's more of gravy than grave about you. And yeah. I love Which that. Which is one of my favourite lines in Christmas Carol. Yeah, like, same. Full stop. Mm-hmm. You could be a bit of undigested beef or, or cheese. Yes. There's more of gravy than of grave of you. I love that. I love that line in every iteration. Mm-hmm. So we get everybody needs an angel. Everybody needs an angel. This is the, the short version as well. This is the short version. We finally learn the angel's name. Yeah. Imaginatively, angel. Yeah, and I love that Christine Baranski asks her what her name is because I feel like you wouldn't. Yeah. Generally, but she she's like, well, go on then. What's your name? And she's like, well, it's Angel. Duh. Yeah. I don't know. It's like calling a baby, baby. Well, I just like the idea that Dolly Parton is the angel and then there are all the other angels that have names. Yeah. And like the name angel comes from her. Yeah. There's a good, There's definitely a deeper law to these angels that I want to know more about. Absolutely. So we go to light your lamp. Angel's costume, I've got to say, is magnificent. Like the sparkles and everything. It I sparkles that, and shines. I love that Christine Baranski hates it. Yeah, but she should. She looks out the window and suddenly we get a cameo from Lynn Manuel Miranda because it's Mary Poppins returns. Jack the Lamplighter. Yeah, it's not actually Lynn Manuel Miranda. It was in my head and it made this moment even better. She looks out the window because we're talking about how. If she lights your lamp, you'll be happy. Yeah. Christine Bransky's father, when he designed the town, designed the town square to have a bunch of gas lit lamps. Mm -hmm. And that requires a lamp lighter to go around and light all of them, which takes a lot of money and time. Yes. And Christine Bransky has done away with it. And Dolly Parton is explaining the story that inspired her father to make this. Yeah. And while it happens, we have a little lamp lighter dancing through the town, lighting all the lamps. Yeah. And it does just look like... Mary Poppins Poppins. Returns. Okay. I think this is the worst song. Light Your Lamp? No, the next one. Oh. It's a fun song, but I think it changes the tone of this completely. Yes, it does. Because at any point, up to this point so far, it's clear. Regina's the villain... And everyone else is kind of the hero who's about to save the day. At this point, mm-hmm. Regina becomes the hero to me. She becomes the person who's been ostracised by this town. Yeah. And actually, screw this town. They deserve to be kicked out. Mm-hmm. I have, I've lost any respect well, for them all. It's the bit in Christmas Carol where you find out that his nephew... Yeah, Fred is mocking him. Is yeah. mocking him to all his friends. It makes it feel like the invite for him to come to Christmas dinner was so disingenuous. He did it. Just because he had to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like he actually wants him there. <sighs> so this song is called The Wickedest Witch of the Middle. Yes. So they mentioned that, you know, she'll steal a fiddle. So clearly that's the most evil thing Regina has done and she's stolen their fiddles. Mm-hmm. They're talking about ways that they could get her. A poison apple, that's one of Regina's tricks. Thank you very much. Yeah. Don't just mock her and steal her tricks to try and this get rid of her. one random old lady that keeps talking about how Wants they should to rough, rough her, up her up. A little. A little. <sighs> okay. Somebody Regina says get an axe yeah, at Re- one point. Regina feels like a victim at this point. Because they're actually talking about physically harming her. About murdering her. Yeah. 
And that just feels so wrong considering like, yeah, okay, it sucks. You're being kicked out of your, your home. I appreciate that. Murdering someone is not on par with what's Murdering going on. Murdering someone is not going to stop this from happening. So this is the part <sighs> yeah. where Pastor Christian loses all respect. Because yeah. until this point, he has kind of been the voice of reason. And, and he's, he's built been... up such goodwill. He's mm. been like a good husband. Yeah. And he's been saying things like, you know, we have to forgive her. And he has a line earlier on where he's talking about, like, there's got to be something really wrong with her for yeah. her to be acting like this. So you kind of think, oh, he's the person who's going to help change her. That's fine. And then when they start singing this song, he actually has a line where he says, oh, maybe it was a bit premature to say that there were no bad ideas. Yes. And you're thinking, okay, cool. We're on your side, Pastor Christian. We yeah. don't want to kill anyone. And then he joins in. Yeah, and he joins in far worse. Now, before we talk about him joining in, I just want to point out, everyone in this town is aware her father died six months ago. Yeah. So she's clearly still grieving or processing something. Yeah. And why? they don't think about helping or reaching out to her as a person. Why would you no not assume point. that she's doing this? Because she's like, oh, I need to get rid of everything to do with him. Yeah. Why has nobody even broached that as a subject with her and mm. just said, how is everything? Yeah. I know it's going to be tough. This is the first Christmas without your father. Are you okay? Do you know why it is, though? And they mention it in passing during this film. Regina hasn't been here mm. in years. Yeah. She only came back because her father died. Mm -hmm. And we learn later on why she doesn't want to see her father. Absolutely. But he dies. She comes back and takes over his responsibility, which includes managing the town and running all their money and everything. Because this town would fail without her. Yeah. I mean, let's look at their economy. Before you know, before we go a little bit more, there are no children in this town. There, there are, are no six babies. Children in this right? town. There's no babies. Pastor Charming and Jenna White run a baby store, yeah. which, like. That must suck if you can't have a baby and you see baby clothes everywhere, mm. first and foremost. But but we have a baby shop that just does baby clothes and nursery things, but no pharmacy. Yeah, so no one's buying stuff from them because there are no babies in this town. Mm -hmm. Memories, great. Oh, you mean I can't take the memory home with me? I've just got a snow globe. Well, that's useless to me. Put that down. See you later, Carl. Yeah, this the town only thing is he's useless. Selling sweets and he sells them at a dollar a bag. Yeah, so... this town is absolutely useless. Yeah, without her. Yeah, they should be thankful because she hasn't been here for so long. This town's completely disowned her. Yeah, to the point that they're like, "Oh, well, your father was a better person than you were," hmm. not knowing that, like, there's a reason why she hasn't been back to see him, and they don't know hmm. anything about it, and they're just assuming. That, oh, well, your father was amazing, so you must have thought he was amazing too. It's like, no, you know nothing about her. You actually don't know what her and her father have been through to understand yeah, why. Yeah, really judging her. Yeah. Because we find out later on, she left when she was like 17. Yeah. And hasn't been back until now. When Which she is, is a an, long time. You know, adult woman. How does that make Pastor Christian then? Exactly. No wonder his seed isn't growing. Like, he's old. He's past his prime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't know. His wife looks young. So, he, he's... 
he encourages the bullying of Regina, and I just think that's very Christian of him, isn't it? He does, and this affects the ending of this film. It does. I just and it affects the next song as well. He's undone all of the good work that he's built up. Mm-hmm. I just think, how dare you get involved and actually quite exuberantly get involved in this bullying? Yeah. This song makes me root for Regina. End of. It defeats the point of what I think they're going Absolutely. for in this song. She comes in, she sees everything, and she says, right, okay, good to know. The deadline for eviction is now tomorrow. Christmas Eve. Yep. Karma for bullying her. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. We go to Try. And this song is supposed to be triumphant, but because Pastor Charming has bullied her... I think the song loses its effect. He wants to be all high and mighty, moral compass, but he is just as petty, if not worse, than the others. Yeah. And this song doesn't work because of the character choice. I think if you keep him out of the bullying and you have someone else deliver his bits in The Wickedest Witch... It could be be the kid's dad. Yeah. It'd be fine. This then works. Yeah. But it doesn't work because of what you've done to that character. I could get on board with the fact that Regina is still kind of a villain if one person stood up for her. Yeah. No one stands up for her. Not even her best friend from the day she was born. Not even Carl. None of them stand up for her. No, because they're all done with her. And it would have been so effective to have Christian say, this is wrong, stop, throughout that whole song. Because then we've at least got the faith that someone will keep trying to convince her. It is a well-sung song, though, Try. I I really like it. It's yeah, a beautiful it's song. And Regina asks at the end of the song when we see her back in the car, I wonder if booze is good for brain tumours. And I just thought, probably not. But also, she can do whatever she wants at this <laughs> point. You walk into a meeting hall and there are like a hundred people it's in there. It's not a meeting hall. You walk into a church. Yeah, but it's also the town A place hall. of forgiveness. Sure. It's also the town hall. Yeah. And you walk in and there's a hundred people there all talking about how much they hate you. Yeah, and how they're going to kill you. And you didn't realise until this point yeah. that that's how they felt. Yeah. Yeah, and she she hears them talking about killing her. Yeah. Absolutely. By... How evicting them is a safety thing at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she goes into the bar, which is next door. It's called like the, the, the lamp lighter. Mm. Tiny Tim is waiting in the bar. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. This joint needs to be shut down immediately because Violet working the bar, having a child, serving alcohol is illegal. She's found her justification. She can say that this place is shutting down because of this. No one would bat an eyelid. No. She's evicted them because they broke the law. I just love that she asks, Violet is the name of the little girl. Mm. She's like, you old enough to work in a bar? And she's like, yep. I do really like their exchange. Like, I joke. It's very illegal, but it's very cute. Yeah, so this kid is Tiny Tim. Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) Yes, she is. Yeah. And she has this conversation with her about how in life nothing is like the books. And they go into a great song. Called Fairy Tale, which is cute. And they're singing about how they both lost their mums when they were young. Yep. And that all they had was their dads. And then Regina's kind of getting into... This is the first properly emotional scene we see from yeah. her. 
Regina says there's no such thing as fairy tales, and that's because she's still cursed. She doesn't remember her real life yet. Hmm. However, we also find out that Violet's mother died because Regina shut down the lo- the town pharmacy, which meant that when Violet, as a baby, got a really bad fever, her mother had to drive to the next town over to get to go to the pharmacy. Yeah, and was in a car crash. was in a car crash and died. Okay, and the kid blames herself. So what's interesting is they don't say Regina. The kid refers to her as the wickedest witch. Yeah. However, how old would you say Tiny Tim is? How old would you say Violet is? She's eight, right? Okay, so she's eight. Regina wasn't the only one running the town at the time. They're blaming her. This is true. Regina wasn't running the town at the time. Unless her mum died when Christine Baranski's dad died. But she can't because it's been years. They do it every year because they always go to lay flowers at her grave on Christmas. So that had nothing to do with Christine Baranski. No. And they're blaming her. Yep. I didn't even think of that. Unless that she has no taken sense. control of the town whilst her father's doing like something. declining, kind of. But he's not declining. Everyone thinks he's so wonderful. They blame her for yeah. anything he might have done as well. Yeah. Maybe they're both working on... And maybe we've missed a bit. But at this point in time, actually, the evidence suggests... It was Daddy Fuller. No, no, she. They literally say to to Christine Bransky, in the six months that you've been running this town. There we go. So, yeah, it wasn't Christine Bransky that killed this kid's mum. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I know that's, that's awful. But Violet says to Re- Regina that she blames herself. Yeah. If she hadn't had a fever, then her mum wouldn't have had to go out in the dark in the snow to go and get this. And Regina gets so upset and she can't even talk anymore. She's just looking at Violet and she just keeps saying no over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad. It is. And, and, and you know, there's a part in the song as well where Violet agrees with everything. Like her and Regina are getting on like a house on fire. And then Regina says, there's no such thing as a happy ending. And then Violet's, Violet's like, like, what? Of course there is. So her dad comes in. He's like, what are you doing here? Get out. Get out. And she can't even talk to him. Yeah, she she's just like, I'm words. so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, goes. And then she sings, maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. they're right. Basically, is this. This the... is maybe, just maybe, reprise number one. Yeah. And essentially, the, the point of this song is just be like, I think they may be, just maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. And... She's in her house and Angel sends her back to Christmas past and we get a father's prayer which shows baby Regina lighting this prototype lantern and being really infused by it. Yeah. Coincidentally, we also learn that Fullerville is in Kansas. Yes, we do. We are in Kansas, Toto. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew it was in the middle. Yeah. So she goes to bed and then... It's morning. We see Felicity preparing breakfast. I'm very excited because we get a Pom Wonderful cameo. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much they paid to be in this What's film. the difference between Pom and Pom Wonderful? I think that's just the same brand, but it's the pomegranate juice. But we definitely I know don't they. Like that stuff. We know they pay to be in this film. Oh, for sure. It's not the first one they paid to be in, but 
No. I'm referencing a great documentary called The Greatest Film Ever Sold, which is brought to you by Pom Wonderful, which mm. fantastic. But it's the only time I've ever seen them in another film. Yeah. So it makes me genuinely feel... I've seen them in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. They genuinely have paid to be in this. Like, they're the exclusive drink of Regina, which is weird because Regina's the villain. Should you want to drink the same drink as the villain? Maybe it's a Persephone and Hades allegory. Possibly, because it's pomegranates, isn't it? <laughs> Angel shows herself to Felicity. Oh my God, we had the best moment with this. Yeah. So, spoilers, Felicity is an angel in training. I loved it. And we lost our minds. That's such, <laughs> such a good thing. She, she's that messed up before. She's like, you don't know what you're doing. Listen to me and we'll get it right because you keep failing. Which, yeah, you know, which is really sad. You're not going to be an angel until you get Regina to change. So she's our Emma Swan. She's yeah. the one who's hit. So you have to, to change. how do they keep saying it? You have to get their heart to change, yeah. to change their mind. What a twist. Which is the clunkiest yeah. line. But seriously, we were watching this and Dolly Parton appears and starts talking to Felicity and we were just like, what is happening? Yeah. Why can she see her? And then she mentioned that Felicity's an angel and we cheered because yeah. like... Did not see that coming. Yeah. Now, Felicity twist. talks to her and Felicity's like, what can I get for you? Get me a coffee. Cool. What do I pay you for? Felicity's getting paid. Because she's being she's a human right now. But she but presumably is still an angel. No, she's a human right now. So how do you become angel? Is she going to get murdered at the end of this? No, I think she's a dead human. But that's what I mean. So that's what I mean. She is dead. She's come back to the earth to get her angel wings. Yeah. She's not real. What does she need with this money? What is she doing with the money that she's given by Regina? Buying Regina coffee. No, because Regina pays her a wage. Yeah. So what is she doing with that money? Do yeah. angels Transferring in heaven... Transferring into angel bucks. But do they use... Earth currency up in heaven. Maybe she just donates it all to something. <laughs> the church roof. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, there's a great part in this scene where Dolly Parton calls Felicity Clarence. Yeah. She's like, you can do it, Clarence. <laughs> it's it. great. We get everybody needs an angel with prize. Number one. Basically, buck up Felicity. Yeah. Buck up. About. This song is exclusively an excuse to show that Janine Mason is a dancer. Well, we get... we have her do some lovely ballet bar work. Yeah, basically we get Dance Mum's Dolly. With yeah. Dolly being like, it's not good enough. Yeah, and she's got like a, a ballet teacher's cane yeah. as well and she keeps tapping it on the floor. Love yeah. it. Yeah, and then we get the end of that song. Can't you just ring a bell? No, Clarence, you've got work to do. Yep. I want Dolly Angel just to make coffee appear for me. Yeah, same. And that cup is really cute too. That's all I could think about. Yeah. And if you want to be our Dolly Angel, you can make coffee appear out of thin air for us mm -hmm. by visiting us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's a musical pod. Yes, please. Fuel us. Regina is learning. She mm -hmm. says sorry to Felicity. And Felicity's like, yeah, she gets an apology from her. Yeah. And she gets her to open up. So they're driving and Regina starts opening up to Felicity. And then the rear view mirror conjures more memories. 
It's like she's looking in the rearview mirror of her life. Yeah, Regina, so this song is called Rearview Mirror, yeah. Happy Town, Just Dance. So Regina was not allowed to date. No. So she was with Carl in secret. She was at this dance and... She's never been allowed to go to a dance before. It's her first time going out yeah. on her own. And she sees, she's only there because it's the Christmas dance. Yeah, him with, I think, her friend. No, she sees Carl, young Carl talking to a friend of his. And it shows she's a ring. She's with her friend on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, and he shows her a ring. And the girl that he's showing it to takes it yeah. from him and is looking at it. So she takes that to mean, huh, he never really cared for me anyway. No, he's So she around. dates the biggest lease. It's Ted from... Dates isn't the word you're looking well, for. Well, no. Well, she's with him for a bit. No. She, well, maybe a night. He is Ted from the guy who doing like musicals. Yeah. And... Yeah, so this guy is billed as Handsome Stranger. Yeah. Personally, I didn't think he was that handsome. No, he probably looks like ball. a creep. Yeah, absolutely. And Regina gets pregnant and was told to disappear. Basically, yeah. And then she literally is never seen in this town again until her father dies. Yeah. Because she hid away. Carl tried to get her back because he was going yeah, to propose to her. He kept showing up and bringing her flowers and, and things. Daddy Fuller was like, go away. Go run the, the store. I'm assuming Daddy Fuller is just saying she's not here. Yeah. I'm thinking, huh, she had a baby. Did she give the baby away? And then it emerges. No. Not by choice. He forced it. it. This this brings up so many more issues. Yeah. Which, okay, so obviously nobody knows about this. Yes. However, Regina definitely has PTSD or something from this. She would have had such awful postpartum depression. Yeah. At 17, like mm-hmm. 16, 17. She did not need to deal with this. And then her dad, like, of course she never spoke to her father again. Yeah. So this Jesus. is what's interesting is you see it from her perspective of her dad being quite vicious and taking the baby he away. rips that baby out from And her, her saying, no, I, I want to keep him. Yeah. And then you see the truth, which Regina is presumably just la- learning now, which was him agonising over the decision to then pass this baby away. Yeah, so it's him deciding... What's best for her? But his reasoning is, this is a small town. Small towns have long memories. I don't want people to remember you as that girl that got pregnant when she was 16. Get over yourself, man. Yeah. He's done it to protect his It's himself. It has nothing to do with her. Yeah, this bit here is is kind of like, it's at least nice to see the human side of the fact that, yeah, you saw this and you experienced it, but he... He agonised over this too. But all it tells her is, and she doesn't react this way, but this is how I would react, is he cared more about other people's thoughts on him, on him and his family than about the well-being and safety of his daughter. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He still sucks. He's still no, a he bad does, person. I feel like they've only tried to shoehorn him doing it just to try and retain any any niceties about him we've already learned he's responsible for violet's mum dying Mm -hmm. so well the other thing is it gets a whole lot worse once we find out who the kid is Mm -hmm. because we're told later on i'm not going to say who it is yeah at this point if you've not watched it and you're kind of like i'm going to watch to see see what danny and drew think at this point 
pause our episode, go onto Twitter, mm-hmm. go onto Instagram, however you communicate with us. Send us a DM. Who do you think the baby is? Yeah. We'll give you a second. Okay. I'm still not going to say who it is yet. I'm going to wait. Yeah. But my point is, we find out later on that Christine Baranski's father spent this kid's, the, like Christine Baranski's baby's life yeah. going to softball games and showing up at their graduation mm-hmm. and that made me so angry because what okay so he's you, allowed a relationship you're with allowed them. a relationship with this baby but christine bransky can't yeah, absolutely Ridiculous. absolutely <laughs> so mad so she starts to think oh maybe i should forgive him maybe maybe i just overreacted yeah and we get uh maybe just maybe reprise two and the answer is no you didn't overreact yeah and then, as she's leaving, after coming out the MRI machine, yeah, we see that Violet is injured, and it's bad. It's really bad. Because somebody has hit and run. Yeah. That's why I took never it to addressed be. again. That's what I took it to be. I, I've got a theory. I'll tell you my theory in a hot second. You think it was Dolly Parton? Okay, I'll tell you my theory now then. Yes, I think it was Dolly Parton. Dolly or Parton Felicity. I think child. they ran her over knowing that that's what's going to change. Well, I think I think Dolly Parton did it, or I think Felicity I don't think Felicity did it. would do it. Felicity's not as ruthless Felicity, as Dolly Parton. Felicity would do it if Dolly was like, nah, hit the child, run the child over. No. I think they've done it, knowing full well that they're going to use their angel magic to restore this child, but they need to unthaw Regina's heart. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is she's only got one person in town she actually has had a connection with at this point, that's, that's hit the child. I think Dolly knows she can hit this child and the child will be okay. Yeah. I think Dolly did it. Well, because Dolly knows she can use angel magic to make this child fine. Dolly uses a lot of angel magic in this film. However, this is the point in the film at which I was like, oh, I really hope Jenna is the missing baby. Because I completely missed when they announced what the gender of the baby was. They didn't announce it at this point. Oh, no, they didn't yet. Right. So I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I really, really hope that it's Jenna. Because at this point, Christine Baranski says, I'm so sorry to Violet's father. She's, she wants to help with something. And he's so upset that he won't do anything. Jenna turns around to Christine Baranski and is like, he knows you mean well. Thank you for trying. You know, he's just upset. Yeah. And and I she's the that. only person that yeah. acknowledges her at all. She's the only person who treats her with any nicety. I was like, I really hope this is her kid. Yeah. Because <laughs> Regina says to Felicity she wants the best pediatric doctor in America summoned to help. So she's pediatric changed very quickly. Yeah. She changes very quickly. Mm-hmm. And she leaves, and Felicity turns to her and goes, like, Yes, phase one's complete. It's such an insensitive way to react to what's happened to Violet, which yep. is why I think they did it. They conspired about it because they're not concerned on this child at all. No, because they know they can use angel magic. Because they know they did it. She's yeah. a prop in their their weird little game. Yeah. So basically, say- this is a game of chess. They've put Violet down there, thinking, right, we're just going to put her as a kind of trap card. Mm-hmm. I've gone into Yu Gi Oh, but that's what sure. it is. She is a trap, and they know that they can fix it. No yeah. lasting damage. Father's Prayer Reprise. Matthew Johnson's a beautiful singer. Beautiful singer. But um, this is a weird prayer because his his encouragement for her to pull through is, if you want to die, that's okay. 
Yeah. Um, the lyrics of this song are very weird. I get what it's going for, but I don't... Like it. Like it. Yeah. He was on The X Factor. What, in America? Yeah. Cool. Um, he's he is a phenomenal singer. I just don't like the idea that he's praying for his daughter to die. I feel like if this song had taken place over more than 20 seconds... Yes. Then I would understand what they were going for here. But his lyrics... So his lyrics about... I, if you have if you have to die, then it's that's how it is. There's not a whole lot I can do about it. But you'll be with your mum in heaven, and I firmly believe that. And you know, God, please look after her, and like, because I know you can look after her better than I can. Right? I get it. I get it. I understand. Yeah. It's like if you However, have. You... That's his first thing. This that is he goes literally to. like they've just wheeled her up into the hospital, and he's there. It's not like any She's time has passed. It's still the same Christmas Eve. Yeah. And he's basically like, well, okay. Or I think he just wants to leave this town free of any emotional baggage. Yeah. I My other theory is maybe he hit his daughter. He ran her over but with a car. But I think it's more likely to be Dolly. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Dolly but, as well. So this is the other thing that's even weirder, is the fact that that was a very fast 100 miles because the neurosurgeon is there. Angel magic. I, I think they've just literally gone to heaven and they've got like a dead neurosurgeon. Right, come down. Yeah. That's it. Angel recites the rules to Felicity. The subsections. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Felicity does something good and Regina says, Oh great, you're an angel. And I'm like, ha. And Felicity's just stood there like, yay. Yeah. Regina visits Carl and tells him he's right. And Dolly Parton says that we shouldn't let her visit Carl. It's too soon. She needs to process this change. Yeah, it's it's too soon. However, she's wrong. Okay. This bit annoys me as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, Carl has every right to be angry. Yeah. But given the fact that this is the first bit of humanity Regina has shown anyone on this square, yeah. surely knowing what's at stake, he should be very calm and nurturing towards her to maybe try and change her mind no because everyone who lives in this town sucks yeah but this is it he's just so angry at her and he just talks down to her and if anything could undermine every bit of change she's feeling because it's like no matter what i try people will never see me differently Mm -hmm. he could have screwed up for the whole square i really thought that's what was going to happen yeah same but she claims the prototype lantern and he says cool have it it's yours and Felicity's disappointed that Nout's changed. Mm-hmm. But we get Christmas's reprise, and yep. you notice that Felicity has a wing in her hair. Yeah, she does, think. because she's actually managed to change her heart and her mind. Yeah. And mm. it's sort of as she turns to walk out of the room, the wing appears yeah. in her hair. We get like quite a few songs in quick succession. So some of these I literally just wrote a note. We go to Try Reprise, which is with Jenna. Mm-hmm. She dreamed a dream of tries gone by. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased with that one. And then we go to Angels No. Yeah. And Dolly's words impregnate Snow White. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I think I've wiped that from my memory. We knew that was going to happen. She we instantly said it. Yes, yeah, she just knows. 
okay bearing in mind that the rest of this film happens within the space of like an hour okay yeah. that's important everything we're about to talk basically about what happens. happens within yeah. an hour and remember that she dolly parton magically makes her pregnant and she instantly gets the urge to go and try and pregnancy test yeah except we don't see her do that or mention that at all no she wakes violet up i mean yeah she put her there you should help her yeah i should think so (laughs) (laughs) so here's my question right Mm. who's the daddy of what jenna's baby god or is it Dolly Parton? (laughs) The baby's going to come out looking a lot like Dolly Parton and he's going to be like, huh, Mm -hmm. what happened? Because it's clearly not a virgin birth. They've been trying. Yeah. So, (laughs) who's the daddy? Paternity test. (laughs) That's so scary. Back in Regina's living room. (laughs) No. Sorry, carry on. She lights the prototype lantern. She hopes it will guide her. And sure enough, she finds there's a mysterious box under the lantern. She yeah, opens it. Cupboard. And there's a Bible. A That's the path. Bible. Is that the path? Christianity. Christianity will bring you enlightenment. I mean, that is 100% what they're going for with this yeah. film. But it's not just about the Bible. Because she opens it and it talks about a baby... And this is where we learn it was a baby boy. Yeah. So of all... this is a, a, a traditional thing with old religious families is that you will have a family Bible and on the front couple of pages... Who you'll write... gets the family Bible? On the front couple of pages, you will write your family tree. So it'll be whoever bought the Bible will yeah. be first and then it will get passed down through the family. And so it has her father's name in there and her name and then it says the date and time that she gave birth and the name of what her baby was now we don't see it at this point no however we took informed guesses we've got no idea i'm not going to say the name at this well, it's point it's a bible so was i right with my guess yeah you were sorry i was trying to figure out where you'd written it yeah I, I, I got yeah, it. I figured out what this is going for. We'll save the reveal because it's such a spicy reveal. Yeah. But we find out that she had a son. Yes. So it's a son. So, I mean, there's about three men in this town. Maybe just maybe reprise free. Forgive me. She forgives her father and now she wants forgiveness. She's like, I understand all these years you, you watched over my son that yeah that wouldn't make me happy that would make I'd me angry i'd be so angry you got a relationship you shipped me off to new york and you got a relationship with your grandchild that i never had yeah screw you yeah i would burn the town down That's i would so literally be worse. like <laughs> we cut to a shot of christine baranti in like the, the digger things. and no oh even better oh the scene we always wanted mm. she pulls a miley from a wrecking ball yeah incredible <laughs> we get try number three violet may be on death's door but, but this is the gospel reprieve let's celebrate yeah so they're basically they start off how gotta praise god as loudly as yeah can. so at this point that they start off the sermon or the, the gospel song by saying violet is on death's door mm-hmm. and we're very sorry but it's time to celebrate 
festival Christmas. That they're not celebrating. That's not what they're doing. It felt very like a celebration no, of Christmas they, time. This is a gospel rewrite of the song Try. And it is them. The whole thing with gospel songs in church is that you're being loud and mm. together as a group. Yeah. I know. It just felt to the uninitiated like me. Yeah. That's how I took it. Is it is a weird interview. It is a weird interview. This is the thing. Sometimes things depend on you having that cultural awareness. Yeah. And if you don't have that awareness, it doesn't have the impact it should. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not aware of these kind of traditions and these things, it didn't conjure that to me. And it came yeah. across like, hmm, okay. A weird little party. Yeah. Pastor Charming tells Jenna... His wife, yeah. yeah. Violet is alive at... Brilliant. It's a miracle. And... It's not a miracle. Christine Bransky flew a neurosurgeon. No, it's a miracle. Yeah. It was the angel magic. And the angel neurosurgeon that came uh, from Yeah, him. I feel like this neurosurgeon had to do something. Because otherwise, why would we fly her here? Dolly Parton could just <laughs> use angel magic to fix her. We get a very brief moment where, like, the doctor's like, Ah, oh, Regina, I know I should probably tell you officially, but, like, you're okay. You've not got a brain tumour. Cool. Yeah. Brilliant. And Christine Bransky's like, great. <laughs> she doesn't care. Pushes him out the way and she walks up to her baby boy. She presents her baby boy with the lantern. Mm-hmm. And she says the line, it's our family Bible. She keeps saying our yes. and he assumes that she means her and her father. Yes. And he is very confused by it until... He reads the Bible mm-hmm. and at this point, Pastor Christian realises yeah. that he's Christian Baranski. <laughs> yeah, that Regina is his mummy. Yeah. His Jenna's question. reaction of, oh my, is the best yeah, bit it. of this. She doesn't care. She's like, oh. Oh my. <laughs> this is Cinderella brandy face. Oh. Yeah. Um, here's my question. This town definitely doesn't have an orphanage. No. Because there are five children here. And so who did Christine Bransky's dad give baby Christian to? Who raised him? Did he even know he was adopted? Exactly. That's my question. We never address any of these things. So it's maybe been 10 minutes, 15 minutes since, you know, Dolly Parton impregnated Jenna. Yeah. We are in the church for the sermon Mm -hmm. and Pastor Christian is talking about Christmas miracles. Firstly, we're going to have a baby. Everyone's like, hey, this is why I say she was magically angel led to go and take a pregnancy test. But still, you wouldn't announce it 15 minutes later. You've got trimesters to go through. But they've been trying so hard. Yeah. Um, angel magic angel I know but still you wouldn't say it the second Violet's okay and that's a big cheer and he's like I found do you know what would be better would be if she got angel magic pregnant like in Into the Woods (laughs) where she gets like fully pregnant like last week of pregnancy pregnant yeah (laughs) everyone's like oh my (laughs) just like she she gets the same (laughs) reaction but the second I found out I have a mother and there was this man who I always saw at graduations and at my softball games. And I would like for you to meet my mother. Who apparently has had time to change into a different dress. 
my mother, who I called the wickedest of witches. Yeah. I, it just I've makes it worse. I've this song about how we should kill her. It just makes it worse. You know you're writing this 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 film to build that he is her son. So yeah. why not be that there was just something deep down in him that knew she couldn't be bad and she was worth saving? Why have him get involved in this bloody bullying? It upsets me so much because I don't care about his character. <laughs> Screw you, Pastor Christian. Yeah, I don't care about... Everyone in this town sucks. <laughs> yes, the only one who's... Who, there's two. There are two who are nice. Jenna. Jenna, who's got no personality. <laughs> no. And Violet. Other than wanting to be pregnant. Yeah, and, and Violet. Like, I, I like her. She's 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 a nice kid. And the fact that she blames herself for her mum's death is heartbreaking. Mm. And they're the only two that are nice. Mm-hmm. Jenna should be the daughter. She deserves yeah. it more. Also, my favourite part of this entire scene is there's a little boy... <laughs> Right, yes. <laughs> we love him. He plays the character Gilbert. His name is Jacob, Jacob Moran. Yeah. And we stopped paying attention to what was happening in this scene. Because in the background, he's dressed as an altar boy. He's got to be like nine. He's on the bottom right of the screen, mm-hmm. not with the rest of them. And two songs later, he yawns. <laughs> so bored <laughs> he is yawning actively like trying to stifle his yawn he's holding like a big chunky candle and he's most of the time he's just staring at it yeah <laughs> and then the rest of the time he yawns at one point he just starts looking around yeah he's while this... christine baranski is singing her heart out <laughs> yeah he's this little blonde kid and he yawns so that's funny. the quality control we have on this film that's the quality control on it this was film. the best part of this it's film. It's so visible. Oh. It's so visible. Yeah, because And it's hilarious. At that point, he's taking up more of the screen than Christine yeah. Baranski is. Absolutely. Oh, so incredible. that was during Forgive Me where we noticed that. We but love him. we get a very brief song before that called An Angel's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Dolly is now a tree topper. Yeah, and she has actual wings too. Yep. She's, she's above the altar. Honestly, if there was a Christmas tree in that church, she would be on it like a tree topper. Here's my thing with this. Yeah. Unless everybody else can see Dolly Parton at this moment in time, Christine Baranski is staring up at a blank bit of wall. I know. It's crazy. And I assume Dolly would disappear and there'd be a cross there or something. But no, it's just some blank wall. So forgive me, basically, I think the town should all feel absolutely tremendously guilty for their treatment of her. Because she, she's basically saying how much she's struggled her life. She's opened up about everything they've gone through. And she deserves this forgiveness. Not that she ever needed to kind of qualify for yeah, it anyway. She even says to them... Forgive me. When I was... Oh, no. Father Christian. Pastor Christian says, you know, there's... I'm going to tell you You can call this. him Father Christian now because he's going to be. Yeah. He says, oh, I'm going to tell you this parable about this young girl who got pregnant. And because the town she lived in one okay with things like that they didn't accept her and so she had to give her baby away that baby was me and then when christine bransky gets up there she's like yeah i you know i i left because that happened and you know i pushed everyone away i pushed my friend away and she looks down at marjolene and she's just like marjolene's like it's okay baby yeah that's really nice she just looks she goes you know that's okay i'm I'm sorry baby yeah it's it's really and that's cute and then you've got 
whatever her ex's name is. Carl, just like... Who I did not care about. Completely stony-faced. Doesn't care. Right, so here's something I'm really pleased with about this film. Mm. They don't end up together. I don't want them to end no, up together. Neither. <laughs> he seems like a but jerk. I really felt like it was going to go that way with the end of the film. It could be them kissing. No. No, I'm so glad it didn't. She gets family that she cares about that does not involve him. Yeah. I'm happy. So this is where her heart grows two sizes and she says, I'm not selling the town. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if at the culmination of this sequence, she was like, you still have to go tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, we still have to clear out. But... Like, I signed the contract. I can't back out of it, I'm afraid. Mm. Sorry. Christmas is. A few more things about what Christmas is. This is Christmas is slash Christmas on the square finale. A time for grandmas. Sure. Again, how can they be so certain? A time for kissing. Okay. Yep. We we leave the church and we see that there's suddenly a magical Christmas tree in the square. I really hope Dolly's perched on top of that one. She's not. She's She's not. It's disappointing. Right. This is the point at which I realised Felicity's not been here for a while. Yes. And she got the wing in her hair, so she's officially an angel now. We're just never going to mention her again. That's fine. Well, no, because she shows up. She does. Yeah. But we're just not going to tell Christine Baranski yeah. where she's gone. She's dead now. Yeah. She's dead. She officially gets to be I'll dead. tell you who's not dead. Violet. Because she's also being let out of the hospital. Oh, my God, yeah. Straight away. She's maybe fine. two hours after being hit by Still Dolly Parton. Still with her head bandaged. Yeah. Which they wouldn't let you out if you had to wear that. I know. Who runs the hospital in this town? Christine does, Baranski. Does the money, the insurance money, go to Christine Baranski? Yeah, I think it does. So Felicity shows up. Her angel skirt is very, very short, but it looks so sparkly. I like her dress, though. Yeah, she, she has, looks gorgeous. She has big old sleeves that look like wings and yeah. then sort of a train going on, and which is really cute. we end with the right sort of third wall break. Yeah. You've got a lot of work to do. Go out and light that light. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dolly. Anything you say, Dolly. Yes, Miss Parton. We will go lights and lights. That was Christmas on the square, Drew. Yeah. I've many questions. Doesn't seem to live in the Netflix Christmas universe. No, no reference it to Christmas Prince, Christmas Switch, Night Before Christmas. That's no, because this, this was a film... made for TV Warner Brothers film, mm. so. Presumably Netflix have got the streaming rights to it. Yeah. And also this film is set in an alternate musical universe. Yeah. Because everybody knows that they're in a musical. Like, we all dance and we all acknowledge that it's funny that we're all dancing together. Like, I think this is the film that most of the characters would be watching in, like, the, the Netflix films. If we were getting a Christmas Prince movie this year, yes, they would be watching Christmas on the Square. We haven't talked about two of my favourite kind of recurring characters. Is it the gay guys? Yeah. Dolly's boys. Yeah, Dolly's boys. I really like the one that one of them was like, that was the Christmas, that's my kind of Christmas in the church. Oh yeah, what do they say? They say something along the lines of like overpriced coffee and... Like a hundred cinemas, and he's like, "I like overpriced coffee." And I'd yeah, like they're talking to go to about the mall, cinemas. and he's like, "We don't want to have a place with oversized coffee and a hundred 
He's like, I quite like the hundreds in one screen. I liked I their characters. Yeah. I liked them as side characters. They didn't really And they always danced together yeah. as well. They never paired them off with women. Yeah. They 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 were nice characters when they showed up. They they were not integral to the plot whatsoever, but when they showed up they were nice. No, they were completely irrelevant. They could yeah. have not been there. But it was cute. So, best song. I liked Everybody Needs an Angel. Yeah. And I liked you. And I thought that was just cute. I'm going to go for Christmas is the very first one because mm-hmm. I just thought it was a really nice way to start this. Yeah. And like the whole medley of everything up to it, like just great exposition for this world, mm. gets you in the mood. I thought it was really good. Oh, definitely. What's your skip song? Father's Prayer, all of them. Yeah, same. I, I especially didn't like the really reprise. Nice. Yeah, really Beautiful nice, but I don't singing. like the lyrics. I just... Yeah, and it only makes sense within the context of what's happening, and then yeah. it doesn't really make sense anyway. I'm gonna give an honourable mention in terms of worst song to The Wickedest Witch. It's a really good song, mm-hmm. but I really don't like. It's a weird little hoedown in the middle of this film. I don't mind that. That's fine, but I don't like the character integrity in it. Yeah. I really don't like the decision to put pastor christian in that position i think it's bad mm-hmm. that song is a great song and it's a lot of fun but i i turned off of it the second he gets involved yeah why not have those two characters that the you know the the two men that keep popping up mm. do that bit together yeah why not could literally be anyone else it could be anyone else it shouldn't be him and shout out for worst character growth choice mm-hmm. i don't think we've ever done that before but yeah it gets it another one that would be a skip it song if i thought this would be on the album which mm-hmm. i don't think it well is rearview mirror yeah because we have the one line of that song which is looking at life in the looking at life in the rearview mirror and then and that's, that's it. it and she sings that same line four or five mm. times but it's just to be like we're looking into the past yeah and we didn't. We understood that anyway, so mm. could live without it. It sounds like we're being really harsh on this. No, we had a great time. We absolutely had a great time watching it. There's just a few things, especially talking about it, that I don't like. We're analysing it too. But we're analysing this more than it has any right ever being yeah. analysed. It's not designed for this purpose. No. But otherwise, we wouldn't have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's your MVP? Christine Baranski. Yeah, same. She. Dolly Parton's a treasure. Yeah. And is fantastic. But she doesn't have a whole lot to do. No, and I think the emotional growth of Christine Baranski and like the vulnerability mm-hmm. is brilliant. Which role do you want to play in this one? Felicity. You've got a lot more choice than me. I have so much more choice than you. It's so nice. I, I did say Pastor Christian. Um, but I would fight actively if I was cast to say, no, this doesn't fit my character and remove him from that song. Yeah. I would <laughs> You want to direct this, basically. I, If I had a chance, I would say anyone else but me for this song. Mm-hmm. Look at the character arc. Look at the character arc. It doesn't work. Yeah. Anyone else can sing this song. And I think his character changes for the better. Mm. I've never asked you this before, but like thinking back over the shows that we've watched... Do you, uh, do you watch them and think, oh, I, I, this is how I would stage it? There's been some. What about, would you stage this one? I think this would be a really good show 
that you would certainly have the potential to stage and do well with. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of theatre, it's very translatable. Yeah. You've not got many different locations, first of all, which is great. You've got mm -hmm. the square, you've got the church, square, you've got church, her house. Her house. And then possibly the interior. Yeah. That. Possibly you have interiors of houses, but I just have all the action take place on the square. We don't need to actually see that Jenna runs. She just has a, a shop. You can have her coming out of a shop. Yeah, which is fine. absolutely. Or she's putting up Christmas. And I would have, for instance, when we have, you know, inside the bar. I would have the inside of the bar certainly. I think that's a great piece, and I'd have something move on for for the interior of the bar. For mm -hmm. the hospital, I just have all the lights go down, just have her on a gurney. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, I, th I think this would translate very well mm -hmm. to the stage. There's, I think as well, at the start of the show, all of the all of the house fronts, the shop fronts, would be Christmas gradually, lights, yeah. and they would gradually get less and less Christmas lights as the show goes yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so cool. yeah, each time they come off, each time you, you take them into the scene dock, you remove a few Christmas lights to show that they're packing away. Yeah. And then for the last scene, they're all back. Yeah. And then you've got the lanterns back too. Yeah. Well, we I could do a great staging. Well, we've done a lantern before because when we staged Narnia, we actually had a lantern that lit up. That's very cool. It's very cool. I think, yeah, this is one that I, I you know, if we need to do a Christmas show, like yeah, if specifically it had to be a Christmas show. Yeah, and it's very panto. It's very panto. It's very cheesy. Mm. I gave this three stars out of five. I had a great time watching it. There's a lot of issues with the characters that I don't like, but I would watch it again next Christmas. Good. What did you say? You've never watched it. So it's I've weird never when you watched get ratings. it. I think I agree. I, did, I try not to give stars. Yeah. I don't like giving stars, but yeah, no, I agree with you. This was a good Christmas film. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I'm certainly going to tell my mum to go and watch it. Yeah. Because she'd love it. I just think if you like a cheesy, cheerful Christmas musical, this is for you. Yeah. Just don't think too hard about it. Yeah. Don't do what we do. Mm. I'm hoping that in two years, we're going to get Christmas in the square too. I have an idea for it. Mm -hmm. I pitch, think... Pitch it to me. I'm ready. Okay. So, what we need to do is we need to... Go back in time. We oh. need to see 17-year-old Christine Baranski. Right. We need to see her with, certainly Carla's a suitor, but maybe one or two others. Maybe there's a history with this sleazeball that gets her pregnant. And let's show her, let's show her dealing with that in person. But I don't just want it to be a prequel. I think we also need to cut to the present and have the sequel. And maybe she's with her grandchild telling her You're all this. You're pitching Mamma Mia too. I am. <laughs> that took me a really long time. I was going to say that in the sequel, Christine <laughs> Baranski needs to be dead and she just needs to show up as an angel at the yeah, end, a la Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. But yes, if we're going to sequel this, <laughs> if we're going to sequel this, I want it to follow a Mamma Mia 2 for formula. Cool. I want it to be called Christmas on the Square 2. Yeah. Here we go again. Excellent. <laughs> you know there's a, a Dolly Parton song called Here yeah. We Go Again. Yeah, well, that's what we call that. Great, perfect. We will call it Christmas on the Square too. Here I go again. Yeah. Because it has the Dolly Parton from. Yeah. Yeah. And the granddaughter can be called Jolene. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. It works. <laughs> so. Well, if you've nothing to do this Christmas, certainly go and watch 
this movie because it was good fun. Yeah, absolutely. You can get yourself a hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. You can have some sweets and treats as you watch it with your lights on on your Christmas tree. Yes, indeed. Next week, we are going to have a very, very festive film for you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Elf the Musical. Yes, we are going to watch Elf. I'm very excited. So that's next week. Yeah. You will be able to find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, on Stitcher and our OG hosts Podbean. Mm -hmm. And if you enjoyed Christmas on the Square, or even if you didn't enjoy Christmas on the Square, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation at It's a Musical Pod. Let us know your thoughts. Have you watched it with your family? Did you enjoy it? Or were you left feeling a little disappointed by Dolly Parton Saves Christmas? <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. And make sure you join us next week mm-hmm. for our final Christmas film before oh gosh, the big yeah. day. Because we are going to have a big celebration. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to dress in my best. Yeah. I'm going to take you to the prom. Or are you going to take me to the park? I'm going to take you to the park. Yeah, like that's how this show works. You're taking me places. Yeah, I'll get so, you a massage, don't worry. If you've already watched The Prom, let us know your thoughts. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? How is James Corden in it? Because we have to accept he is in everything from now on. Yeah. Is he better in this? Or was he better in Cats? <laughs> I, I'm really excited for The Prom because I know it has got an amazing cast. Yeah. So that was released last weekend mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it yeah you watched it yeah, you've already watched it whilst I was playing God of War you plugged yourself in and watched it so. spoilers yeah. for once so we have two more shows very exciting shows of this year mm-hmm. we've already got plans for our first episode of 2021 mm-hmm. watch this space but in the meantime see you next week same bat place same bat channel And as usual, have a magical musical Monday.